Welcome to a podcast by Grantmakers in the Arts, a national association of public and private arts and culture funders. I'm Sherilyn Seely, GIA's program manager. GIA members have been working together to promote and improve funding for individual artists for over 20 years. The Support for Individual Artists Committee has been one of the most active groups of funders within GIA. In this podcast, Grantmakers in the Arts gives you a front row seat into the Support for Individual Artists Committee. The committee has been an incubator for projects including a scan of scholarly research on artist support, a visual timeline outlining the history of artist support funding, major publications, and programs. You'll hear more about that from our guests. This group continues to advise, inspire, and inform GIA's thought leadership and programming in support for individual artists. GIA would like to welcome Support for Individual Artists co-chairs Adriana Gallego, the Chief Operating Officer of the National Association of Latino Arts and Cultures, and Eleanor Savage, the Program Director of the Jerome Foundation. They will discuss the committee's latest data project, upcoming programming, and what you can expect in the coming year. Welcome, Adriana and Eleanor. Now, before we begin, we have Grantmakers in the Arts Deputy Director Nadia Lokta with us to offer some history on the development of the Support for Individual Artists Committee. Nadia, can you share a bit about how the committee came to be? Sure. Thank you, Sherilyn. Support for Individual Artists has been a strong focus area for Grantmakers in the Arts for a long time. For over 20 years, a growing number of Grantmakers in the Arts members have been working together to promote and improve funding for individual artists. And this group in particular advocates for working together to promote um, both direct and indirect support for individual artists through research, conferences, conference sessions, and pre-conferences, and seminars aimed at increasing awareness of the benefits of empowering artists directly. This is one of our most active and engaged groups, and we're focused on cultivating innovative practices for promoting, recognizing, and validating artists and their contribution to society. This has been one of the longest running topic areas for our pre-conferences during the annual GIA conference. Uh, Most notably, you can see that in the 2009 Brooklyn conference, where it was not only a pre-conference, but it was a track running through the conference theme. And what's unique and really interesting about this committee is that it's very responsive to the members within it and the field. So it's really uh, about a community of practice uh, that uh, develops and evolves alongside member interests and efforts. Thank you for that. We really have come such a long way and the committee has certainly grown. So now that we have a stronger sense of where we've come from, I'll turn it over to our co-chairs to talk about where we are now. So co-chairs, can you tell us a bit more about what the committee does? Absolutely, Sherilyn. Thank you so much. Our committee is comprised of 14 to 20 thought leaders in grant making who share a commitment for supporting individual artists. Two co-chairs facilitate the committee's work throughout the year and members serve two three-year terms. Yes, and we're a committee with great diversity, great variety, and many, many different voices. We're intergenerational, intercultural. We come from different types of grant-making organizations, and we have different approaches to supporting individual artists. And we're at all different career stages. So, you know, when I first joined the committee, I was very new to grant-making and, of course, very intimidated and did a lot of listening. And now... I'm a co-chair. So it's just an incredible peer-to-peer 
advocacy and learning environment? So there used to be only one type of meeting. Every meeting was a business meeting. But since then, things have changed. And now there are business meetings and deep dive meetings. Can you talk a bit more about this? I would be happy to do that. So we started with monthly business meetings and we found that we wanted more time to kind of get in depth with particular topics that we are interested in exploring more with one another. And so we switched and now we have business meetings every other month. And then we have, we call them the deep dive or the hive meetings where we are just focused on a particular topic. It can be a topic that is important or that anyone in the group can bring to the table for further discussion. Adriana, would you like to add? Certainly. Um, So as Eleanor mentioned, we do have a business meeting every other month on the last Thursday of each month. And we get together to discuss any GIA business, large committee projects, and any conference-related matters. And in the opposite months, as Eleanor uh, described, we have the Hive Dive meeting where we have a deep dive discussion about a topic of interest that may be more relevant to our personal work. Maybe have a conversation around a recent study that came out, take stock about the current state of our field, shop talk around a member-related project, or really any topic that we decide we want to spend more time on. Great. And a lot of what you both said was in reference to topics, but I'm sure people are dying to know what these topics are. So can you tell us more about the topics that are discussed at the business meetings, the deep dive meetings, and projects that both really excited about? Yes. The Support for Individual Artists Committee is currently undertaking two areas of investigation related to individual artist grant making. Um, That includes data collection and racial equity practice and the ways in which these two overlap. Uh, This year, the committee members expressed overwhelming interest in exploring the intersections of data in and around the work we do with individual artists. The way we collect data and stories show up very differently in our organizations. As we pursue ideals about equity, diversity, and inclusion in our grant-making endeavors, we're investigating a baseline of data collection that it, in and of itself, is a gateway to yield our highest aspirations for our communities of artists. For example, our line of inquiry includes how we can further explore the nature of data and its relationship to purpose, assumptions, collection tools, harvesting practices, analysis, application processes, and whether our intentions match our impact towards equity. There's so many untold stories and futures that are nestled between rows, columns, formulas, and colors on the spreadsheet. Patterns naturally emerge that remind us just how impactful our communities are. So essentially, we want to ensure that our processes for collecting and reporting on this information maximizes our potential for meeting our community of artists where they are and where they want to be in a responsible way. Thank you for that, Adriana. And Eleanor, can you talk more about the Hive Dive conversations? Yes, I'd be happy to talk more about that. So, for example, we are looking at racial equity in the panel process, and we've kind of been taking different 
areas of that, for example, the applicant pool was a focus of one whole deep dive conversation. Selection and training of panelists uh, is another deep dive call. The panel experience and then uh, transparency in the grant making process are some future conversations we're going to have. Sometimes we bring in guests to kind of inform our thinking around different topics. You know, even in the context of a conversation, you know, for example, the payment of panelists came up as a query. Who's paying panelists? How much are you paying panelists? So we just created a, a document. Adriana helped us out with the Airtable technology, and we're able to put together kind of very quickly information about the kind of range of payment to panelists to help us think about that within our own organization. So, and people can bring topics to the table and we will get those incorporated onto the schedule or ideas for our guests at any time. So it's a very flexible, responsive environment. The evolution of the current topic of interest for our business meetings stemmed from a previous project that was completed by current and previous committee members. It was a taxonomy that is available online for review, and our committee took some time to review it and consider how some of these aspects are applicable to our work today. So we are working through that process um, to make uh, the most of work that has been done in the past and use it as a springboard for ensuring that equity, diversity, and inclusion are at the forefront of our current business project. Thank you for that. Can you talk a bit about how the committee has benefited you personally? Yes, most definitely. Um, so one example I can think of is the Jerome Foundation decided to launch a fellowship program. Uh, this was a new area for us and I wanted to, I knew that there were many people involved in this committee that ha currently have fellowship programs and wanted to, you know, gain from their experience, hear what the, you know, definite do's and don'ts are, or just some of the things to think about in putting together our guidelines and, um, you know, the kind of program structure and, any kind of professional development opportunities we're offering. So everyone in the committee graciously agreed to having a, a full conversation about that. And I can't tell you how many notes I took. And, and our president was actually invited to sit in on that call. And all of the knowledge that was shared and the experience that was shared helped us create a, what, what I think is a really dynamic program. And we could have done it without that kind of input and sharing uh, from everyone in the field. Great, how about you, Adriana? I remember vividly the process that Eleanor is describing. And I wanna thank you, Eleanor, for bringing that topic to the group because I found myself revisiting uh, some of the questions that you had posed and also was able to integrate um, some of the, the feedback from the committee back into our own work in the way that we think about how we can best serve our individual artists. Um, that's 
one example of how uh, somebody else's focus and emphasis also has a positive residual effect on the rest of the committee members. My highlight has also been that when I came on board, it was a time when the conversation among peers on the committee was pivoting towards diversity, equity, and inclusion. I soon realized that our committee members were actively pursuing ways to be change makers in the communities they serve, and we were helping each other identify very practical resources and solutions that are customizable to meet our own missions and our own trajectories uh, personally and professionally, also in the spirit of uh, the individual artists that we're supporting. I've learned so much from my colleagues. They're smart, they're generous, they're funny, they're forward-looking, and thank and they have the collective brain power to really uh, make change in significant ways. Personally, after every meeting, I come away reinvigorated and with valuable knowledge that I can apply to my work and pass on to my teammates and constituents. Thank you. And yeah, I can say the same thing. I'm I, no matter what mood I'm in, I'm always, I always leave so much happier than I was at the beginning of the meeting. Always such great conversation. So we have seven members rolling off. And so for those who are interested in collaborating with a committee that has given you both such positive experiences and with so much life, are you accepting new membership soon? Yes. As a matter of fact, the call for interest launched today, and we encourage all of our GIA members to please recommend your colleagues. It will be the best decision you make today. Yes, and you have until February 15th to apply. And I just want to echo what uh, everyone else has said is it's an incredible environment, uh, so much fun, and we share our deep humanity with one another in this work, uh, which I find so incredible because it, it can be very isolating to work in this field. You're, you're kind of at a computer much of the time, and this gives you community to explore your challenges and, you know, the things that you're really excited and passionate about. Thank you. Yes. And I, I felt that <laughs> very deeply. Um, and for those who are actually not eligible for a GIA membership, there are opportunities to get involved with the committee. For example, playing a role in the data project when we share out surveys, sharing resources or studies with the committee that you think would be relevant, serving as a speaker, as our co-chairs mentioned. I'll also add that we are always looking for individual artists' perspectives and the reader. Um, and so um, committee members will often connect us to individuals who are ineligible or are not on the committee currently, but are doing really amazing work in the field. And we uh, reach out to them and, and try to connect them to the opportunities to publish in the reader. Thank you. For those who are eligible, we would love to have you become a member and apply for the committee. Special thanks to Nadia, Adriana, and Eleanor for joining us today. And thanks to all of you who joined us. To find out more about what you can expect from the committee, the call for interest, or other details, you can feel free to reach out to me, Sherilyn at giarts.org, or visit our website, giarts.org. Also, follow Grantmakers in the Arts on Facebook and Twitter at GIArts for exciting new updates. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>